Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the CT Podcast. Um, today, uh, we're doing a very special episode with one of our new members, Brianna Haney. Hi, Brianna. Hi. I'm so excited to be podcasting with you. I'm excited. It's my first time ever working with real microphones. Oh, <laughs> yes. It is impressive. Yeah, usually, it's like just use me on my computer trying to record something. <laughs> it's pretty much sounds exactly the same, but I feel more intimidating with it here. Yeah. It's a good look. <laughs> Um, okay, so why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself in general? And I always like to know what people are like when they are a kid because it's very revealing for our podcasting audience. Ooh, that's a go for it. Okay. Um, well, name is Brianna Haney, <laughs> middle name Patricia. Um, <laughs> middle name Patricia. <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know how, what I was like as a kid. I think I was a mix between uh, crazy and off the wall and then uh, really shy, which I think is actually how I am now, too. <laughs> I don't think much has changed. What do you mean by crazy? Well, um, we, my sister and I were both, we were just always really hyper. And we weren't allowed to have sugar when we were little. We had major allergies. So it was just natural in us. We just were hyper all the time and really loud. People knew where we were in the house at all times. Were you... Wait, you were allergic to sugar? Yeah, I had... Um, when I was growing up, I couldn't eat wheat, sugar, dairy, like any major food group I couldn't eat. Oh my God, what did you eat? <laughs> well, it's kind of like the craze now with the gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all health conscious now. It's basically that was my diet. Mm-hmm. I just... I had to shop at a Whole Foods kind of place, basically. And I always had to bring like, my own cooler to sleepover parties and birthday parties. Yeah. It was awesome. And then I got a lot of the, uh, you don't eat chocolate. I would die if I couldn't eat chocolate. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm feeding you chocolate chip cookies right now. So I hope you don't literally die here in my apartment. Second of all, the kid be bringing a cooler to a sleepover has got to be like the lamest. Oh yeah. I was (laughs) super cool. Always. I had lots of friends. No. (laughs) a dark it was more well it was more of like a conversation starter i guess but then once kids got over it it was they were like oh there's just brianna with her cooler all right (laughs) (laughs) but they wanted to make sure that they didn't have to eat the food that i was eating oh yes the self-preservation instinct yes (laughs) more important than the bullying instinct Uh yeah (laughs) so how did you get into Give us, from as early a point as you want, like, your path to improv. How did you get to that point? Um, well, growing up, something that also made me really cool was that I was into sitcoms, but old sitcoms. I, during middle school, I lit, uh, watched TV Land and Nick and Knight, and that was it. <laughs> Completely it. I had, my planner was covered with photos of, of like, I Dream Genie and Bewitched and The Cosby Show, like... Uh, Dick Van Dyke was on there. Like, I loved I Love Lucy. I love those. I love those shows. And um, I think that's what got me into comedy. But then it was The Office and 30 Rock that definitely just shot it. Oh, man. Wow. The roof. Well, before we get there, though, we should talk about old sitcoms. Because <laughs> that is a shared passion of a lot of CT members. So, what was I Love Lucy your favorite? No, I'd say... I think my top five sitcom, favorite sitcoms are Bewitched, Mary Tyler Moore, Cheers, and then 30 Rock in the Office. Wow. Yeah. You came prepared with that list. <laughs> it's something that I think about. Someone asked me that recently. I was like, I thought of that. I was like, no, that's, 
Those are the top five. What is it about sitcoms that you love in particular? Who? I don't know. I think it started where I was, I was allowed to watch them. Because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch TV when I was a kid either. But mm-hmm. then I think because my parents knew what I was watching, they were okay with that. Yeah, so it's like entertainment within the confines of wholesomeness, yeah. but still actually being good. Exactly. I loved Bewitched, too. I think I liked, at the when I was a kid, Bewitched more than I Love Lucy, and then grew to love I Love Lucy more. Definitely. I think that's how I started off. Like, I was drawn to Bewitched because of the magic part. I was a big fantasy mm-hmm. geek. I loved all that. Um, I loved books about fantasy. I just loved everything. Anything to do with witches, I was into. So that's where... I got Have you that. seen The Craft? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Mm-mm. So, Good Witches Only. Yeah, Good Witches Only. We're, we're going with Glinda. <laughs> Glinda, Harry, do you like Harry Potter? I love Harry Potter. Glinda, Harry Potter, Bewitch. Oh my god, I'm going to have to introduce you to the dark evil witches. <laughs> Craig and I recently rewatched Hocus Pocus. That movie is amazing. Great. I love it. I missed it this Halloween, too. You can buy it on Amazon for $2. All right, I'm there. Pause the podcast. Let's go buy it now. Anyway, um, okay, so you grew up loving sitcoms. Totally. Me too. Mm -hmm. And then did you start doing theater, or what was your entry into performing? I never did theater at all. I think I did two or or three plays when I was in elementary school because it was like a class play. Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, I definitely, with 30 Rock... That was the show that just, like, I loved it. I consumed every single episode. Mm-hmm. I found it during the writer's strike. And then through that, I discovered more about Tina Fey. And then with that, I went back and started watching the old SNLs. And then, um, you know, I discovered that many of those performers did improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my first year at college, I was in New York. So I decided to check out the UCB. And I still remember there was this one show that I saw and I came home. I walking home, I called my sister. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> if I don't make any money in my entire life, I just want to do that. What was the show? Do you remember? It was a show with... It actually wasn't an improv show. I'd seen an improv show before, and then right after that, it was a show with Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, and they were showing a... Uh, like a web series that they had created called The Line, which is really hilarious. I mm-hmm. try to find it on uh, YouTube or something. But yeah, they were showing, it was like, they just decided they were going to do a night at UCB and they were going to show it to everyone. And I went and on the way home, I was like, yep, yeah, I want to be them. That's, I want to do what they're doing. There's something about UCB too in the theater itself. It's so small and underground and mm-hmm. half the chairs fall apart as you're sitting in them. Yeah, that is, it just really gives a great vibe to it. Oh, yeah, you're just like, oh, my God, these people are cool. I want to <laughs> be with these people. Yeah, we saw a show where Scott Adsit from 30 Rock mm-hmm. and another guy, what was his name? John Lutz. John Lutz. Yeah. Greg has, like, a one-liner camera in every <laughs> single podcast. <laughs> I just um, saw Lutz, actually, in a, in a show. Uh, yeah, but they did a two-man show, and we were late, or we weren't, you know, at the front of the line, so we were sitting in on the stage and Scott Adsit's butt was in <laughs> my face. Literally I could have just <laughs> reached my arm, not even fully extended out, and like patted his butt. And, and you I was did. Like, wow. <laughs> Adsit is cool. <laughs> I actually I had a moment with him too. I saw him I forget what the show was called, but it used to be on Saturday nights and it had a whole bunch of 
writers would come in and improvise. And he was there one day, and as we were walking out of the theater, I looked up, and you have to look up with him, and it was it was him. Mm. And I kind of just like I felt like a little kid, but I just pulled on his sleeve. I was like, "Hey, um, I'm really excited for the Wait, did you really do that? Yeah, no, I totally did this. <laughs> I like pulled on his sleeve. I was like, "Hey, I'm really excited for 30 Rock to premiere. Like, I can't wait." And he said, "Oh yeah, thanks. We are too." And then laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound everyone yeah. and Brianna. It was pulling on the eight foot tall. <laughs> it was one of those. It's either now or never kind of thing. So I just went for it. I think yeah. it, that was right before the third season premiered. So it was uh, uh, right after the election, after the whole Sarah Palin. Oh stuff. yeah. So it was like Thirty Rock so was, was on huge. everyone's mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was cool. probably the biggest the show has ever been. Who is your favorite character on Thirty Rock? Oh. Um. Okay. jenna has the best lines she has the best throwaway lines Mm -hmm. if you watch it numerous times you will always laugh at something else that jenna is saying Mm -hmm. um i love kenneth but i feel like that's because people when i was in high school used to tell me that i was like kenneth with like i love tv tv's awesome (laughs) i want to be in tv um and then yeah i don't know it's that's hard that's yeah, tough. I know. Well, I ask because some people are Tracy Jordan fans or not. Like, it's very love or hate. Those Definitely. lines are so extreme. Yeah. Um, I know people who love the show hate Tracy Morgan. I can't love him. Can't, I, me too. I love the pairing him up with anyone. Like, mm-hmm. recently I just watched an episode called The Problem Solvers, and it's Jenna and Tracy are paired up together, and they are going to problem solve everything and they make shirts and they had this running gag with every time they showed up on screen the shirts were different so it would say like it, it would be like problem solver and like Genevieve first and then Tracy and then they would flip around and so it would be solver problem and then they would switch shirts so Tracy was wearing the small shirt and Jenna had the big shirt on and I, yeah, I just like the pairings that they go with yeah no one would want to watch a show with five Tracy Jordan's on it, or five Jenna's on it, or even five Tina Fey's. But totally. it's their, the extremities of their personality. Yeah, it's how they react to each other that just makes that show so silly and awesome. Yeah. Oh, it is really good. Um, okay, so how did you begin? So you, you ended up taking a class with Greg, um, one of the CT classes. Did Had mm-hmm. you taken an improv class before, or was that your first one? No, I had, um, in college, I took classes at SAC Comedy Lab which is down in Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Wayne Brady started there. Um, that's where I first started, and I volunteered there. Wayne Brady. Yeah. It's <laughs> like their one their one thing that they hang on to. <laughs> he was actually there recently, and he did a couple shows right after I left, too, which was a bummer. That man is skilled. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we took classes there, and I volunteered there all during college. And then when I came back from school, graduated, I went to UCB for a class, and then that was just, it was expensive, and it was tough getting down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went online, and I found you guys. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll give it a try. Like, they seem legit. Was Greg a good teacher? You can be honest. Just <laughs> tell me, like, no one's listening. No, he was a good teacher. <laughs> Actually, and you were there, too, because you were teaching the other half of the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we taught two classes at the same time, and... Yeah, there were so many good people that that term. We had a lot of great people. Term? I don't know. We're not a term. <laughs> uh, that time, we taught two classes at once. Yeah. Because there, so, so, there were so many people. I think, and Tick, Tick, Boom, I think, took, did they take? Yep, they, they took, took the class. My class. They were yeah. all in my class. They had just formed at that time. So, um, 
so then you took Greg's class, and then I think right after were auditions or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was literally, I think, a week or two after the class ended that I went to Mixer, and that's where you guys announced it. And I was like, oh, okay. you got lucky. Yeah. I remember at that class show, you got someone assigned for you in Party Quirks to be DJ Tanner, and I was like... Oh. A lot of people are going to know how to do that. And you have this look on your face that I'm now very accustomed to, or you're just quietly like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had that one. I thank you. <laughs> Here we go. Um, my sister, really that's my sister's favorite show. She has all, what, 10 seasons on DVD? Oh my so God. <laughs> I have not rewatched those as an adult, but that was my favorite show as a kid. Yeah. All right. So then you got into CT, and mm-hmm. how has that been going for you? Awesome. I love it. It was very nerve-wracking in the beginning because um, my confidence level was down ridiculously, and which I don't know why that happened because during the auditions, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is just a thing. I'm going to audition. It's going to be cool. It'll be mm-hmm. fun. I'll still take classes with them if I don't get in, whatever. But then when I got in, I was like, oh, my God, I got to deliver. <laughs> like, oh, no. Um, and then you guys are really good, so that... Like, I, I was more like a deer in the headlights for the first couple of classes. Yeah, and there were so many classes, not classes, rehearsals. Classes, rehearsals, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we are all so different, you know, and we took so many people at once. We took five at once that I think everyone was very surprised by what, how different it w- would feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that first month or so was for everybody like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, either a deer in headlights or, you know, like a possum running out of car in panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. <laughs> um, but now I don't know if you agree, but it feels like it's really settling in. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things that we've done that you've really enjoyed? Um, I enjoyed that first clue and I didn't think I would enjoy it. Oh, yes. I thought I was, that was my first thing, I think. Yeah. That yeah. That was the very first thing. And then later on we did the Yukon show and that was like. Crazy mess. <laughs> so was that the same day? Yeah. Yeah, that happened all the time. It's like a double improv day, and one of the things goes amazing, and you're like, oh my god, we are just the best. And then the next <laughs> thing is humbling and dark. <laughs> well, I didn't, I was funny because I didn't take the Yukon thing as hard as I thought I would. Like, because in it, it's like, oh, okay, I'm not doing awesome. Everyone else seems to be pretty wonky right now. And then, and afterwards, I think, like, Laura took it hard. <laughs> that was my first, like, Laura, just quiet, and she didn't want to talk to anyone. But I had a smile on my face afterwards, because I was like, yeah, I bombed at improv in yeah. a real show. <laughs> I can put this in my pocket. I've done it. Like, I'm, ha- I'm almost happy that that was my first show, because now, like, it, c- it can only get better from there, you know? Hopefully. That's such a good attitude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. I mean... It's interesting because now that we have kind of three generations of people, some of us who have been here for four years, some for two, and some who are brand new, it's like the longer you go on, the way that I was thinking about it recently is like, I'm always going to have my top 10 shows, you know, that were so fun to do, or I just think everything came together. But now for something to break into that top 10, it has to be so amazing that Mm -hmm. there's so many shows that end up being like, Uh, it was okay, or what happened? And you really do just have to do a certain number of terrible, terrible experiences to learn how, how to navigate, you know, 
doing a good show. I mean, there were factors with that one. I wasn't there, but, you know, like, the audience was really small, yeah. right? And it was, and you guys had to do two shows back-to-back. There, and honestly, I mean, it was, it was a bad show, but I loved the way we ended. Like, did you hear that? Like, no, tell we, me. We ended up, I think Jeffrey was a puppet, and we ended up. He was a dead puppet. We were burying him. And it just started with Joe singing, na, 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 And then we all joined in. And we lit the puppet on fire and then, like, set it out to sea. <laughs> and Joe ended it with, all right, let's go to Starbucks. <laughs> we ran off stage. So That's, it, was, it was a fun way to... I don't know. It was fun to me. That's great. Yeah, no, you shouldn't feel weird about that at all. I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's like... If you can recover and feel like you're having fun after an hour or two of not easy improv, that is amazing. That's a great experience. You should hold on to that yeah. in your heart because <laughs> when shows really start to go bad is your podcast is, I guess, turning into a discussion about shows. But when <laughs> shows really start to go bad is when, you know, 10 or 15 minutes in, you can feel everybody thinking, oh my God, oh my God, this isn't going well. And then it's really hard to recover sometimes, depending on the audience. Yeah, and actually, I think that second show went much better than the first one. We, like, I don't want to blame it on the audience, but, like, we were doing much better, and I think there was, like, three people in the audience left. (laughs) And also, there was, like, the dude that we did a... We interviewed, he was not into us making fun of his story. Oh, no. So, we were into his story and just playing it all out, but he wasn't, and therefore his friends weren't. Yeah, they can't laugh. Yeah, and so then they left, and we were left. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Well, but then, yeah, then we have down to three people or something, you're into true, like, screw it attitude. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was totally the puppet on fire thing. I was like, whatever, (laughs) we're not going to do this. (laughs) Good Let's see, uh, what other things, I mean, you're in a show tonight, Mm -hmm. um, short form, how are you liking short form versus long form? It depends on my mood, I think. Mm -hmm. I've done more short form, Mm -hmm. um, so I'm probably a little bit more comfortable with it, but I find long form to be extremely challenging, and I like it. Yeah. I I would, short form I could throw to the side, whereas long form I would want to get better and better at. Hmm, interesting. And there there are also short form games that I hate playing, and I, it's like... I just, I hate them. And I don't know why. I just don't like playing them. It's They're not probably fun. because, I mean, I think everybody, I'm tempted to ask you what they are, but I don't want you to tell me because you may for, forget that you once didn't like them and I don't want it to be recorded. Like, there are certain short form games that I too hated and then eventually I found out how Julia plays them best. Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to play them like Vlad or like Greg or like Steph or something and see what I like about them and then and that's almost like a long form experience of like what can I bring to this structure yeah or what can this structure bring to me yeah they're definitely ones that I just I haven't figured them out and therefore they frustrate me and I know every single time I go up there I'm going to just my head is just all over the place and it feels harder than it should be it's like I haven't figured out how to play the game correctly Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they all have that idea of game embedded yeah. within them already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like there's it's a pre-game that you have to play. You haven't you you've already found it. They're giving it to you, and you're like, oh, but I don't know the rules yet. <laughs> well, that's when you rely on your partner, right? <laughs> I know there's a game you're nervous about tonight, and I hope you have a good time with it because <laughs> when it goes well, it is very fun. 
Um, but the great thing about short form is if a game's not going well after three minutes, it's over. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is an upside, definitely. It, that, that's why I say it depends on my mood, because there's time where we're all going to short form. Like, oh, whatever. If it's sucky, then it's done. But then... Um, and then there are times where I take the complete opposite. Where I'm like, oh, you don't want to do this. Let's work on something yeah. else. Are you enjoying playing with the huge varieties of energies and skills that the other members of the CG have? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think there's some that I've figured out how to play with better than others. Um, but it's always f- fun. Always. Yeah. We have like a rogue, for podcast listeners who don't know, we now sort of how it's working out is we technically have 15 people, but Graham lives in Virginia. So sorry, Graham, we miss you, but (laughs) you're gone. And then a few people who can rarely make it because they also live out of state. So we have kind of a rotating cast of 14 people and to figure out how all 14 of those people play in short form and long form, it just takes forever. Yeah, um, yeah. I said the people who are farther away are the ones that I'm still not sure of, and I'm always happy when they're there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, let's mm-hmm. let's do this. So we're gonna lock eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, are is there anything you're looking forward to uh, in the future with improv? Um, I just want to continue doing it. Want to get better? You will. <laughs> okay. So. Um, before we get to our last thing, I know we already talked about the sitcoms and stuff. Um, are there any other things you send out all the time, things you find funny, which I love. So are there any other things that you would consider major comedy influences on you? Um, Tina Fey is definitely the biggest, which I always feel weird saying now because she's so big and I feel like it's almost a cliche, but mm-hmm. she really, it, it was her comedy that opened myself up to like, yeah, I want to do that. Um... I'd say, like, I love Kay Cannon, and she's a writer on 30 Rock, and I've seen her um, improvise a couple times, and I love the way she improvises. And actually, you remind me of this, too, sometimes, because you, like, she has this way of improvising where she's just silly all the time, and she always has this big <laughs> smile on her face, and you do the same thing. And part of me is, like, when I was first starting, I was like, no, I should try to act, but I'm not having fun when I'm trying to act. And I feel like I'm never being funny when I'm trying to act. You do so, come out with a little smile. Yeah, like, I'm I like, here I am. <laughs> I can't help it. And I don't want to break during scenes. But at the same time, if I'm breaking, it's because I'm having so much fun. And I'm hoping that just people are having fun watching us have fun. You know? Yeah. Like, I have worked hard on smiling less but in shows. But in rehearsals, I just can't hold back (laughs) i mean i'm not like become an emotionless drone but i try to get deeper into whatever we're doing but i agree with you at the end of the day like everyone can tell when i'm excited about an idea or a scene and i'd rather have that than just a dead inside look right yeah it's you want to try not to break but stop you know what honestly some of the funniest things i've ever seen people improvising where they were breaking and it was still hilarious. Everything was still coming across as funny as I think it would have been if they hadn't been breaking. I don't know. Like, I can see if you're doing a sketch, you don't want to break because mm-hmm. it's a sketch. But this is improv, and we're making up on on the spot, and we're surprising each other. So Yeah, it's that feeling of delight coming, yeah. like, breaking through. Yeah. I'm also a big person who laughs when other people are laughing, so that doesn't <laughs> help. <laughs> now you're doing it now! <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, when other people are doing something hilarious and laughing at themselves, I can't, I cannot hold back. Yeah. It's 
just an impossibility. Okay, so our last thing, as you know from listening to the other podcast, is mm-hmm. I want you to tell me five things about you that we have not yet addressed in this podcast. Alrighty. Um, I do have something prepared for this. I think I was writing things down because I've listened to so many of the podcasts. <laughs> Casey hadn't, hadn't listened to anything and was like, <gasps> and one of the things she said was like, I cry at the end of Shawshank Redemption because old men crying makes me cry. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I should pretend that I'm like, but no, no, that's okay. Go for it. Um, okay. Uh, I, I originally went to college for illustration. Really? Yes. Oh my God. How did I know this yet? (laughs) Um, I don't know, but yeah, my first year in school, I went to school of visual arts and I went for illustration and then halfway through I said, I don't think this is what I want to do. And I decided to switch to film. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I've always been an artist. Like my mom's an art teacher, so she kind of instilled that in, in us. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got that from. And I, I had, I was always the art kid in high school. I, I got the like, with your artistic. cooler. Yeah, with my cooler. <laughs> that was yeah. We were the art. We were the artsy family who ate weird shit. <laughs> uh oh. Now Dan has to do explicit, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know. Is shit explicit? I don't know. I he talked about them on his podcast. <laughs> I had that in my mind. Not Good luck, say. Dan. Yeah. Good luck to you. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, all right. That's number one. Yeah. Um, all right. Now I'm forgetting everything that I wrote down. Um, I, I have... Okay, so this goes back to my influence of Tina Fey, or Tina Fey being my influence in comedy. I have a giant four-by-six-foot poster, <laughs> French, shut up, <laughs> of uh, Tina Fey and Steve Carell. Right next to my bed. <laughs> Wait, from that bad movie they from made? Date- Don't say that! I, did, I haven't seen it. I just heard it was bad. No, it wasn't bad. I loved it. But I'm also <laughs> prone to loving things as Steve Carell and Tina Fey are in. Wait, what are they doing in the poster? Describe they, the poster. Um, they look just completely shocked. Like They're all disheveled and... Um, <laughs> and they're, they're wearing their fancy clothes from the, from the movie. And they're all dirty. <laughs> I bought it in college and I put it up on my wall. It was $20 on like a... Post, yeah, Brent put it up on my wall. <laughs> um, Brent is here. He's silent. Yeah. Listener. <laughs> so, yep, I admitted that. And next to that, I have a bridesmaid's uh, poster cutout, a uh, cardboard cutout. And that one was for, I got it for my 21st birthday. Someone stole it from a movie theater for me. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Stanford. I love we you. auctioned off a bridesmaid's DVD at a show once for some reason bridesmaids or some I have no idea how they like found out about our existence but this has only <laughs> happened once um the studio mailed a huge amount of bridesmaid shit to the CT show really yeah there was like pens and a DVD to auction off to raffle off and a whole bunch of other stuff and it was so weird I have no <laughs> some intern must have been like bridesmaids has Improv in it. Let me Google an improv group in every state. But it was it was very funny. Well, that's cool. We're on the map yeah. somehow. Yeah. All right. That's number two. Um, I don't like infants. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't like them until they're about three months old and they have a personality. They are. <laughs> so little, little, little. Little, little. Like right out of the womb, little. Yeah. I went to visit my... Uh, new cousin recently i think in june and i wouldn't hold him oh my god and it's not it's 
I don't want to bother them. Like, they just want to sleep and eat and poop, and I don't want to mess with their cycle. (laughs) (laughs) They are, yeah, humans do have unusually undeveloped babies. Yeah. You know, they should still be in there, basically. Right, yeah, that's how I feel. I just feel, I just, they just, anytime I hold them, they start to cry. They they just want to sleep, and I don't want to. I don't want to bother them. I want to leave them alone. I know how I am when I'm cranky, <laughs> so I'll just leave them alone. Um, I got in trouble though with my uncle for not picking up Tyler. He was really, really upset with me because I didn't. So next time I saw them, it, like the baby was thrown into my arms. You just have to hold them a couple times in that three month period. I mean, three months isn't so bad. That's a short yeah. It's time. it's like when they just start once they start smiling, and like you can make silly faces at them when they're happy about it. Yeah. Um, that's when I start liking them. But I, I love you. But I love babies like, and children from three months older. Yeah. <laughs> so when I have a child, it's going away for three months. I'll <laughs> you have it send back. it to re-education camp. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to summer camp for three months. Oh, hilarious. Baby camp. Mm-hmm. Eat, sleep, poop. <laughs> All right. What was that? Number three? Three, yeah. Um, oh, no. What's another one? It's okay. You can just think of... Um, I, I went to private school for, up until high school. What private school? I went to a Montessori school, Mm -hmm. um, up until sixth grade. And then I went to my middle school for two weeks. And then I went to, uh, St. Luke's in New Canaan. Wait, what happened to, wait. You're very. I know. It's a, I know. I am because it's a really long story. But I went there, and it was basically they wouldn't put me in the right classes. And my uncle was the dean at the time, or not the dean, but he was in, worked in admissions. And so the school hadn't started yet, and um, it was like, here, look at this girl's um, transcript. Is if it's good enough, do you think you can put her in? And that's what happened. I had my little. Yeah. Nice. And then after that, um, I went to high school in Brookfield. Connecticut. That's where I'm from, everyone. I don't think I said that. Everyone. I'm from Brookfield, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Born and raised. All right. And your final fun fact. Uh, I have really curly hair. Yes. <laughs> Wait, we have to do a bonus fact for you because we didn't talk about what I think is the funniest fact about you, which is where you work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was on my list. I was going to say my favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, I work at the WWE. And describe exactly what you do. I'm a production assistant on their shows that are currently being developed for the network. So you yeah. watch videos of wrestlers. I watch wrestlers all day. But I watch the old stuff. Oh. Like, that's... Really? Yeah. I watch all the old stuff. Because I pull footage from, like, our massive library. And um, so I watch the good stuff. So you basically have the greatest understanding of acting and soap operas <laughs> of anyone of all time. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, if you get someday you guys will meet or see Brianna perform and you'll be like, the nicest, quietest, gentlest <laughs> girl of all works for wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where people never they they're always really surprised. And then it's also something where I will randomly start talking about wrestling, and no one around me cares. <laughs> so, like, Brent, Brent doesn't know anything about wrestling. I gotta get into it. 
<laughs> so we can talk about it. Yeah, someone. Please. I'm willing. I, I'll talk about the old stuff because the old stuff is. I mean, it's still good. I shouldn't say that. I'm not throwing you under the bus, WWE. I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like my favorite wrestler is Chris Jericho because he was hilarious. Just go, just YouTube Chris Jericho and some of the stuff that he used to do. He used to cut the off the best promos on the microphone, and um, and then my favorite personality is Stephanie McMahon, also my boss. But here's the thing. Chris Jericho and Stephanie McMahon had a rivalry going for, like, right around the time that he debuted. And some of the funniest stuff came out of that time. And he, he had this thing that, where he would call her, um, a, like, a trash bag hoe. <laughs> <laughs> and my dream is to get him on camera calling me a trash bag hoe. Wow. <laughs> Brianna the dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he, he would come out, he's like, you are the, oh, I wish I remembered, it was like, the brutal trash bag ho and then she would always give this reaction like what you called me that <laughs> and i love it people think i'm nuts what i do i love dream it. big brianna dream big okay well thanks for talking and good luck on the show tonight thank you you too i'm not gonna be in it oh that's right you're not i'm gonna be watching yeah i feel like you've been in every single show since i have since I started. <laughs> awesome well we will see our show tonight and we will talk to everybody else later see you later guys bye